0: Welcome to a special episode of the No Formula podcast. This is a shorter episode that will address how to adjust to the effects of COVID-19 from a mental health perspective. At the time of this recording, Italy is about to surpass China in the number of cases of COVID-19. North American governments announced financial help for smaller businesses and individuals in this time of crisis. Governments around the world are urging people to stay home. Today we are speaking to Luz Marina Lopez, psychotherapist and has her own practice in West Palm Beach, Florida. She is going to shed light on how we can cope with working from home stress and isolation. So hi, thank you so much for joining me today.
1: Hi, Laura. Hi. Thank you so much for having me.
0: Yes. So I just want to jump in. My first question is, how do you think, how long do you think it will take for people to start feeling the effects of either uh, a lockdown or quarantine or just isolation in
1: general? Um, Actually, I'm finding that people are already being affected by that change. Uh, Mm -hmm. I'm speaking with families that are already having to make adjustments because what's going on. Uh, families that are choosing voluntary quarantine to keep themselves and their children protected, small business owners and large corporations that are having to move their staff remotely. Um, I'm also seeing uh, the elderly and more vulnerable populations having to make adjustments as well. And just some of the the conversations on social media platforms are, are showing us that it, it's it's being felt all globally at this point
0: and how can people cope with this this quarantine the isolation and social distancing which was a term i've never heard of before
1: right I, I yes um and i i'm glad that you actually brought this this topic up and that you're asking this question specifically laura because i'm finding that people are actually at, Uh, whether we look at it from a societal perspective or more globally, people are actually already coping pretty effectively. And what I mean by that is we are already really good at staying connected. I'm finding people being innovative and finding ways to connect to others. Uh, People are creating groups to maintain that community support. Um, Grandchildren are FaceTiming grandparents. And this is something we've already been doing. Mm -hmm. So, um, you know, you're having conversations on a global level through, through different uh, social media apps and different communication apps. So we're doing that really well already. Um, I pretty much at this point want to urge people that are using these avenues to continue to do so to maintain that connection. Um, because I think the term social distancing has started to create this feeling that we're going to be doing something we haven't been. But when we look at how we've been functioning already, we are already connecting through social media and through these platforms. Uh, so we're, we're, we're staying connected. I, I would encourage us to just keep doing that.
0: Yeah, I think that's a good point. Focusing on what we're already doing as opposed to everything that's already changing, right? Yeah, and Absolutely. At this time, I know a lot of people are feeling stressed you know, about their jobs, their families. How long is this gonna take? Can you can you talk to us more about that and maybe tips on how to reduce that stress?
1: Yes, and I, I think that's exactly what's happening. The, the levels of stress are, are increasing, anxiety. Uh, all this fear is happening because there is so many questions and it is something that we're learning and trying to adjust to on a day-by-day basis. So, some of the things that people could do is to continue to remain connected, like I said a few minutes ago. All these different innovative ideas we're using to stay connected. we have we should definitely continue to do that. Additionally, find people that you could problem solve with. Um, there are people in your community, whether we're looking at neighborhoods or churches or uh, jobs, all these different community groups that you could still find resources from. So, staying connected, Finding out who you have in your group and how you could problem solve some of the things that you're running into. Using social media platforms to ask a question. Um, I know on LinkedIn, for example, people are asking, hey, can I get a financial tip? So looking to those resources while we're having to stay uh, maybe disconnected physically, using those outlets to stay connected. I also encourage people to engage in activities that they enjoy and are doable. Um, if you are a person that likes to work out, And maybe you're not able to do it at a local gym, improvising and doing it at home, Um, engaging in more conversations with children about what's going on. A lot of times parents are busy and they don't always have time to have these conversations with their kids that are, Mm -hmm. you know, outside of the norm. So this is a good time to engage in some of these conversations, getting into a deeper connection with the people that are at home. Um. And also uh, minimizing how much information you're taking in at once. Uh, maybe turning off notifications on your phone, setting a schedule to how much you're taking in so that it doesn't create a feeling of being overwhelmed or, or stressed out because we're just, we're, we're so connected in, yeah. in, in that sense that sometimes it's too much for us to handle. So kind of setting a limit on how much you check the news, how much information you're getting and, um, you know uh, just keeping track of how it's impacting you internally so that you're able to plan uh, effectively. Yeah
0: I think that that's a good one just limiting our information intake right it's a lot right now and my it's next question lot. yeah my next question was very much how to stay connected with family members that you can't see but in at the times where now more and more people are getting infected um, how how can we reduce our stress if we actually know somebody who has COVID nineteen? Do you think there's a way that we can reduce our stress or keep peace amongst our family members while this is happening to some families?
1: Um, you mean like offering support to them? Yeah, um, like while well, staying away from them. Yeah. Um, I mean, I, I it because it's something that's kind of shocking to all of us, and we're not really sure of how to handle it. Mm -hmm. I think the best thing to do is just ask them, what can I do for you right now? How could I help you right now? Mm -hmm. Because it's going to be different for everybody. You know, I think um, we're getting with the information that we're receiving. I, I mean, I'm I'm having conversations with people that are saying, you know, I cough, and people are already thinking there's something wrong because we're so focused on the symptoms and what to look for, and that's important because we want to be effective and informed. But at the same time, people are being affected in a different way. Mm-hmm. So really reaching out to those people and saying, what can I do for you today? How could I help you? Um, yeah. I think is going to be key just to stay really keep that connection on an individual basis rather than trying to look at it on a more on a broader perspective.
0: Yeah, I think that's great advice. And for a lot of people this it's not just the worry of being in contact with someone with COVID-19 but it's also just a lot of change for people. And people are having a tough time adapting. So I want to know if you have any any tips to on how people can adapt and, and be okay with all this change all at once.
1: That's a that's a great question because you're right, with everything going on, the key is adaptation, but yet it's one of the hardest things to mm-hmm. do. So I'm glad that you asked that question. Um, there are a few things that could that could be helpful. One, rather than um, focusing on what's going on globally, make it a little bit smaller to how it's affecting you directly. So when we're hearing that these things are going on, it's obviously it could lead to feelings of fear of anxiety. But look at what's going on for you personally, Uh, identify, assess what's happening at home, assess what's happening financially, what's affecting what's going on with you in terms of your job. And if those things are not exactly happening in the same way that they're affecting others, which more than likely it's not because we're all unique, then plan according to your situation. Uh, That's going to keep stress low because you're not generalizing what's going on globally is going on for me. And rather you're taking facts and then identifying how to proceed based on your specific facts. So it it helps our stress levels stay low because we're not, our mind isn't perceiving a threat Mm -hmm. that although yes, there are concerns going on, it's going to affect you differently just because of your unique situation. Um, Also, surrounding yourself, and in this case, obviously, you know, using precautions, but connecting with people that are going to encourage you, connecting with people that inspire you, um, looking for things that you could do that you enjoy is going to be important. Some people are spending a lot of time watching comedy right now, trying to keep themselves Mm -hmm. laughing, you know, stuff like that. Um, And then another thing is, think outside of the box, you know, some of the greatest innovations happen because of situations like the one we're in, where people are having to make these adjustments. And they're like, I just came up with a really great idea. Mm -hmm. Uh, Some parents are teaching their children how to like sew on buttons, which is is interesting, but it's a great family time, you know, kids don't necessarily do that nowadays. All of that is going to keep stress levels low, because you're actually spending your energy in something that's, unique. So your mind's going to focus more on the new experience rather than all the information that's coming at us.
0: Yeah, well, that's awesome. So everyone listening to watch more comedy and take up some new hobbies. And thank you so much, Luz Marina. Um, Thank you for joining me today.
1: Thank you for having me. And Laura, thank you so much for going outside of your routine with your podcast. I know Mm. your interviews are usually focused more on entrepreneurship, but This is a perfect example about what I'm talking um, in terms of innovation, that you Mm -hmm. see a need and you jump right into it. So thank you for doing that because this is a a needed topic. And I'm glad that you reached out to me and wanted to to have this conversation.
0: Yes, of course. And I, I really hope this helps people too. So thank you so much also for joining me. It's awesome. I'm
1: glad to be here. Thank you. Take care and stay safe showed me that I am better than yeah. what other people say.
2: Yeah, definitely. That's why like that's why I really tell parents to like be involved because you can be their support. And a lot of kids that deal with these depression and stuff is they don't really have any outlet to go to. Mm-hmm. So but I also want to tell parents to not be too like a lot I find a lot of them are a little overprotective. Like they would freak out if they saw things like that but that's like the natural thing these days you have mm-hmm. to deal with it in, a, in their perspective that they can handle as like gen z and how they would look at it and it took us some time to get to used to that but that's how we do we deal with everything with Jade is I go, try to get on her level and see how she understands because it's different we have so many different perspectives now I mean just like my parents they didn't see the things I was mm-hmm. going through. like they try to talk to me from their level so just getting parents involved and understanding how it works so they can feel comfortable going to them. I think that's so key. Yeah.
0: Yeah. I think also with every generation, there's always kind of a gap between the parents and the kids. And mm-hmm. it's kind of like the first time where parents are willing to kind of see it from their kids' perspective.
2: Yeah.
0: You know, so that, that's really Absolutely.
2: great.
0: So Definitely. I I kind of want to shift to the business side a little bit.
2: Mm -hmm. before
0: you were talking about working with record labels i don't know if you want to answer this but what does a contract kind of look like with them do they require a specific number of likes or views or like how does that work
3: um honestly they kind of just like pay up front like there's no like it doesn't matter on the views or the likes they Mm -hmm. just kind of say hey I'll give you this much if you make a video to the sound.
2: Mm-hmm. It's not, like, based off of views or likes or anything oh. like that. Yeah, they'll pay, like, a decent flat rate. Um, and then they give full creative control. Sometimes they'll have, like, a little tweak. Like, they'll say, like, Jay did want to do a Lippa song, um... Oh, I forgot what it's called now. You can sort sing it, it's fine. fine.
3: It's like a physical one. Yeah,
2: physical, that's it. And she kind of, it was like 80s theme. They wanted it to be like 80s fitness. So we went to the thrift store and bought some like old looking, like 80s looking clothes and they did like a fun dance to it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, But it was pretty, like she could do anything she wanted, just like kind of had to it stick is, to, yeah. yeah she just had to, to have theme. that theme. So mm-hmm. there, a lot of them are really understanding the app because it's, Instagram's a lot more like posing like, okay, we need you to do this specifically take a picture with this item, um, and it's really focused like that. Whereas TikTok, it's you have to, it's all about blending. Like it's not about in your face advertising. It's all about like blending it, where you almost don't know is this an ad or not. Yeah, and that's how that's the best way, and I think that's going to be how it's going to be for future. Mm-hmm. Like it's all about not throwing it in people's faces anymore.
0: Yeah, really blending I- it I-
2: to, so they can relate to it.
0: And on TikTok, you don't have to write that it's an ad, right?
2: Well, it's actually, (laughs) I think that's coming uh, a lot faster because uh, I just, Jay just posted this thing on her uh, LinkedIn yesterday about influencer marketing. And it said that there's a lot of people not compliant with Mm -hmm. the regulations. And I'm pretty sure that they are supposed to, but um, these influencer marketing companies aren't giving that direction. So there's a lot of kids that have no idea like, they're just doing what they say. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. it's, it fa- I think it falls on these agencies that need to kind of, um, maybe, they should probably ask, who, like, the government boards on what they need to do. But, yeah, it's quite interesting.
3: Yeah. That is interesting. Yeah, I and think they're yeah.
2: supposed to. <laughs> and I've seen it, I've been seeing it a lot more now. Like, a lot more people are doing videos and putting the hashtag ad. Mm-hmm. Yeah, some um,
3: just put, like, sponsored Yeah, sponsored
2: or ad. Is it they're supposed to do, but. I think the music thing is a is a little bit. Yeah, I think with music is. Yeah, a little... I don't know. It's hard to
0: say. Yeah, because you don't know yeah. what what goes viral, right? And no. actually, Jade, I was gonna ask you, did you did you ever start a trend or or made a song go viral with one of your videos?
3: I've actually started a couple trends, actually.
0: Whoa. <laughs> yeah,
3: yeah, I've started. They were like back in the day, though, but I think I'm. St- I think I'm about to start a new one, I'm not gonna lie.
0: Yeah. So you can just decide like tomorrow that you wanna start a new trend and you'll be able to do it? Yeah, it's it's pretty tricky to start a trend.
3: Um, because you have to get people to wanna do it. Mm-hmm. Um and what I've recently like what Kyle's been telling me drilling in my head, <laughs> that I have to just could like keep like reposting that video, keep like mm-hmm. doing that same specific thing. So that mm-hmm. people, like, the more, like, it's, like, kind of like, uh you know, when you hear a song, uh, like, Roxanne or something, like, you have to mm-hmm. hear it multiple times for it to, like, for you to know that song. Yeah. So, uh, like, yeah. if I continue to do this dance over and over and over again, more people are going to want to do it and more people are going to see it and then more people are going to actually start doing that Yeah,
2: Yeah, and you can
0: reach out into your community and tell them to do the dance too. Yeah, Mm -hmm. so
2: like she did this dance. It's called well, she calls it the dance dance because it's the song D A N C E. Mm -hmm. Um, so she did it about a year ago, and then it went crazy. And I mean, it was mad. And so people were asking her like, "I bet you won't do the dance holding a dog. I bet you won't do the dance eating cereal." Like, Mm -hmm. like they made like all these fun things that she had to do, Mm -hmm. and like it was like a challenge. And so she. Uh, posted yesterday uh, um
3: like a throwback because I stopped doing that a while ago because it's like the thing started lagging and stuff and
0: Mm -hmm. um,
3: I I kind of got bored of doing a dance every single day so I, (laughs) I stopped doing that but then because it was everybody's favorite dance and it was such like such a big trend back like a year ago I was like you know what I'm gonna do this huge throwback video so I did the throwback video and people like, you need to bring this back. So I, I'm I'm bringing it back now. I posted the video today, like, of me bringing it back. And I've already had so many people do the dance mm-hmm. and duet me. So I think it's gonna start again.
2: Yeah. I mean, just yesterday she had 77 people join it, um, which, which is decent. And then mm-hmm. so, like, but her view yesterday on the throwback video got, like, 1.1 million views, which is pretty cool. And all the comments were like, yes, like. <laughs> uh, yeah, but like, like, oh my gosh, the
3: nostalgia. I mean, it's kind <laughs> of,
2: yeah. So, because I was telling Jade, because sometimes she'd be like, oh, this video didn't do that well. I'm like, yeah, but you got to keep doing it because it's, it's hard for somebody to understand that dance. It's kind of like the renegade. Like, hmm. that dance went nuts, but everyone was doing it. Even like Charlie D'Amelio was just doing it. Like, she did it so many times. Mm-hmm. And it, it's so funny now that kids actually, um, they'll do it and uh, I start singing it and they look at me like because <laughs> they just do it without like hearing any music now they'll just be standing in line and literally renegading mm-hmm. and yeah, like so cool. when I see them doing it I'm always like renegade re-, and then they just look at me like what the heck <laughs> <laughs> yeah <I remember. laughs> but Kyle
0: you do your own dances too right you start trends
2: <laughs> no but no. <laughs> I, I did in the beginning I did try to I put in a lot more effort
3: yeah you used to do my dances
2: yeah and <laughs> I even did one with a wig and all sorts oh yeah you <laughs> went all was- <laughs> I gotta I get back to, into that
0: I have to find those I don't know I don't know what I'm doing here that's what I need to be doing <laughs> I know I mean
2: I even have like I even have 19,000 followers myself oh my gosh <laughs> Well, I use my account a lot of times for behind the scenes. Uh, people love that.
3: Yeah, mm-hmm. they love like he will record me recording a video. Like cause mm-hmm. people like to see what I'm doing as well. Like
2: yeah, like the behind uh, and that does really well on TikTok. Actually, it's showing like what actually happens behind the scenes because mm-hmm. it's it's quite interesting sometimes the things that have like go into it yeah
0: yeah i like the ones so. where uh, they show you how they take a picture and it's mm-hmm. usually do something oh, yeah. crazy and they'll show you behind the scenes
2: exactly it's yeah. fun to see like yeah what like, how, how that happened done. exactly
0: yeah okay so I I said I wanted to talk about the business side and then we completely went off
2: <laughs>
0: off of the business side cuz we we're just talking about the app and how much we love it. <laughs> okay, the business side for real. Now, <laughs> I know as soon as Jade got on LinkedIn, everybody started following her. Everybody, including me. That's that I remember I remember connecting you and like, "Wow, a TikTok star, this is so cool." But how long ago was that? That wasn't too long ago. A few months. Like
3: six. Yeah, like six months ago. I Think so. Yeah. Yeah. So,
0: and how many how many connections are you at? Um, uh.
2: I think you're at eleven thousand. Eleven thousand. Okay. Yeah, I, something like that.
0: Yeah. I've been on LinkedIn for I don't know seven years, <laughs> and I'm at three thousand five hundred. Thank you very much.
2: <laughs> yeah, which is, which is good.
0: <laughs> well. I I uh, I actually downloaded LinkedIn, or I created an account rather, at a time when there wasn't like a news feed, like that's how long ago it was.
2: Oh wow! Yeah. (laughs) So
0: it was a little bit different, but yeah, I love seeing your posts. I'm always like, wow, what's what's going on? What's what's (laughs) what's happening? So you get on you get on LinkedIn because Kyle tells Mm -hmm. you to go on LinkedIn. (laughs) You explode on LinkedIn. And then a lot of opportunities kind of came your way. Can you tell us about some of them and what happened?
3: Yeah, so I recently just got back from Morocco. Um, I did a speaking event there. It was my first ever, like, speaking conference. And I'm not going to lie, I was really nervous about it, Mm -hmm. but I loved it i didn't want it to stop i was kind of sad when i was on my last slide like <laughs> i had, i was really feeling myself up there like i was like dang look at me being professional like i was loving it um but yeah it's opened up so many opportunities because i've been able to connect with so many amazing people like yourself um and i get to travel the world just talking about something that i love like so much like it's always been my passion since I was a young girl to like inspire people and to help people mm. and I'm finally living my childhood dream and I'm traveling the world just doing something that I love so much
0: mm. oh my god I love that and and Kyle from your perspective how how did things ramp up was it quickly how involved were you
2: yeah well I've been involved in the since the beginning with it because mm. she she, I remember her logging in like, uh, I don't even know what to do, and I was like, okay. And uh, to be to be fair, I didn't really use it myself. Like, mm-hmm. I just knew that's where the people she needed to connect with. I was like, mm-hmm. okay, if you want to take your business to the next level? We have to go to where those people are because they're not on TikTok,
1: mm-hmm. they're
2: on LinkedIn. And mm-hmm. so she was like, what are you talking about? And I was like, just trust <laughs> me. So we created an account. We kind of worked it out together um, on how it works, and we just literally at first she was just sharing some of her videos of her dancing and then mm. I was like hey this that's probably not like there's obviously like each platform has their own little content specialty mm-hmm. and I was like hey that didn't really do much let's bring some knowledge about the app to try to like help people understand it better yeah and that's when things just started taking off like
3: mm-hmm.
2: when we when we realized how to use each platform like appropriately so we realized like LinkedIn's all about kind of educating and mm-hmm. about bringing back businesses and brands and we so we thought okay how do we like help those people on that app and
1: breakfast take them to school you know home by nine o'clock and then from like nine to like five if i'm picking him up i mean it's it's stacked so it's anything from you know every hour is mapped out from depending the day it is if it's writing content to filming content recording content um, to um, updating coursework, client calls because I do I do some consulting calls as well. Client calls, um, business calls, um, partnership calls. People want to, I get a lot of people want to do J, uh, joint mentors with me. So getting calls with them, um, it's pretty stacked until the very end.